Today, I'm talking to Molly Aitken, who is the author of The Island Child. That's her first novel, and it came out on the 30th of January. Um, and you've already had some really fantastic reviews for it. And I was wondering what it feels like to have your first novel received so well. It's quite strange, actually. Um, when you first write something, you don't even know if anyone will read it. And then <laughs> even when it's coming out, even when you have a publisher, uh, you're never sure how it will be taken. Um, but it's it's been wonderful and I really didn't expect it. I thought I'd written quite a small, quiet book and people have been really responding to it. So yeah, it's been wonderful. And the story's um, influenced quite a lot by your own experiences. It's set on uh, an island that is um, similar to the one that you grew up on and I wanted to know what it's like trying to balance a story when you're writing it based slightly on your own life. How do you stop yourself from accidentally writing an autobiography? <laughs> um, that's a very good question. I, so I didn't actually grow up on an island. I grew up on the coast of Ireland. So uh, I was like very close to islands and I visited them a lot, but I never actually lived on one. Um, but I think... When I first start writing, it's often quite similar to myself. Um, but the more I get into the characters and the more they have their own voices, uh, the further away it becomes. And that's just like a natural process that happens for me. Uh, it's not something that I really need to put any effort into. Also, I feel like my own life is not as interesting as things I can imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I kind of enjoy making things quite different, if possible, because that just makes uh, my work more fun. Um, if I was just writing exactly about my own life, uh, it, it wouldn't be that interesting to me, I think. So the protagonist of the story, her name is Una. Um, does yeah. she have a lot in common with you? Or is this uh, someone that you maybe would like to aspire to be more like? Or what's the comparison between you and her? Oh, that's such a good question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I don't think I'm that like her and people who know me have commented on that um, apart from the fact that like we're both young women um, we both grew up in Ireland but she's quite a, like a spiky kind of person um, and she's very very secretive which is good when you're writing a plot but I, I tell everyone everything <laughs> um, so we are very different um and I don't think I would want to be like her she goes through a lot of difficult things in her life um that kind of affect who she has become and have made her the kind of spiky sort of difficult kind of person that she is um which was really enjoyable to write but I don't think I'm that like her writing a book is obviously a it's a very long-term task. It's not something that you can just write loads and then you can write 10 books and say, okay, that one's my favourite. I'll send that to the publisher. It's a big commitment. Um, mm. So how do you find the confidence at the start to say, this is the story I want to write and I'm going to see it through? Um, so for me, I just knew I wanted to write and um, I wrote lots of different things. Uh, when I was a teenager, I wrote a very bad novel set in ancient Rome. Um, <laughs> 
And I think everyone probably has something a bit like that in their closet that they'll never show anyone. Um, I'm, I think you probably have to go through that process of writing something quite awful first. At least I did anyway. Um, and, and then when I started writing The Island Child, uh, I wasn't sure that it was the novel that I wanted to write, but the characters seemed interesting to me. So I just kind of stuck around and saw what they got up to. Um, I was writing about a mother and daughter and they had quite a kind of um, argumentative relationship. And so it was fun uh, listening to what they say. Um, and then that just kind of evolved and kept growing and growing. And then it just did turn into a novel. So it was nothing like... I didn't have um, an epiphany kind of land from above and I was like, this is exactly um, what I'm going to write. It was more gradual. And I think it is that way for a lot of people. Mm. And you can just sort of go with it and it may work or it may not. Um, I have tried other novels which haven't worked. So for me, I just need to kind of um, try and see what happens and see, see how the characters interact with each other and if they do have interesting stories so it did kind of naturally take shape right from the start you didn't have to you know does the finished product resemble the thing that you first started with no <laughs> they were completely different um when i first started writing um it was this mother and daughter and they were sort of traveling around ireland in a car um but i had this other idea in the back of my head where uh, this guy gets washed up on a tiny island and is found by a young woman and then he kind of changes the island and I was sort of afraid to write that because I didn't know how to do it um, and I think maybe that's also a sign of an idea that's something that you should go with um, if if it's kind of scary then there's probably something good in it and and then I started writing that and the two sort of morphed together and it did become uh, a story about a mother and daughter but it was also about what happens when a stranger washes up on your shore. Your book's been described as rooted in Irish folklore and I was wondering if that was something that you personally would say about your book and if so which stories have influenced the way that you've written this book? Mm. Yeah, um, folklore and mythology as well really, really influenced me. I think because I'm quite a character-based author, um, so my stories tend not to have plot when, I'm, when I first start writing them. I'm not like, say for example, like a thriller writer, like I don't have everything planned out. So for me, if I have like a folk tale or a myth to kind of ground me and give me a structure is is really helpful um so i use them for that and with the island child i used uh the myth of demeter and persephone which um is the story of uh the mother of the earth who's like brings the harvest and her daughter who's stolen from her by a man um and taken away and it's sort of like the story of that separation and a mother and daughter growing apart and a daughter growing up and how that affects a relationship. Um, so that was a huge grounding for me. But there's also many, many different uh, Irish stories from islands as well that I kind of wove into it and are even told as stories in the novel. 
So there was this very strange uh, folktale that I heard of islanders who used to take uh, their dead inside the coffin and row them out in the water and leave them on a flat ledge and then the sea would kind of take the coffin away um, and then the coffin would go down under the sea and be taken care of by the sea fairies. So that was like something I thought was very strange mm. um, and fascinating. So I kind of, I did my own take on that a little bit. Um, I mean, my my story is quite rooted in reality, but it's also told in part through the eyes of a child. So I use that as a kind of way in to sort of see the world differently, if that makes sense. Is writing something that you've always done? Did you pick up a pen when you were very young and start writing stories? Or did you read something and think, this is, this is what I want to do as well? How did you first get into it? Um, I actually started reading and writing quite late. And <laughs> I don't know if I was like dyslexic or I just didn't pay attention in class. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what I did used to do was um, direct plays and act in them. And I forced all my friends to like be in my you know, garden theater productions. So I think at that stage I was already creating stories. I just wasn't writing them. And then I think I was nine and I wrote what I see, what I see as my first novel, which was about an orphan girl. Uh, whose father turns out to be Santa. Um, and I gave that as a gift to my aunt and she actually um, got it printed and bound and made into something that looks like a real book. Oh, nice. Um, and she, yeah, it was an amazing gift. Um, but she gave it to me and, and when I held it, I, I had this like moment of being like, oh, I want to be a writer. I want to make more of these books. <laughs> um, so that was when it really kind of ignited for me. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's a really nice little thing to have someone in your own family do. Yeah, yeah. Outside of writing novels, you do actually do a bit of ghost writing. And mm. ghost writing is something, this is probably a lazy stereotype, but it's sort of, I associate that with celebrities who don't have the inclination to sit there and write their own book, their own autobiography, or get someone in to write it for them. Um, so what kind, of, what kind of work do you do with ghost writing? So to me, it feels very different. Um, I, I only write people's memoirs and I don't do celebrity memoirs. That's just uh, the way it's kind of happened for me. Um, and to me, it doesn't really feel like the writing that I do for myself because I'm trying to capture someone else's voice and tell their story. Um, often it's because they they don't love writing in the way that I do. So it's just not something that uh, comes to them naturally and that is why they would like approach um, a ghostwriter or perhaps I have had cases where um, the writer's first language isn't English so they might have written something and um, they just need it kind of cleaned up in a way and, and help and guidance just with English um, but I, I really love it because it's it feels different enough um, for me to be doing a story that is completely outside of my own imagination. And I, I feel like I've learned a lot from writing other people's stories and finding their voices and really trying to tap into uh, the way that they speak to me on the phone and, and the way that they write a little bit as well. So you are actually able to enjoy that. It's not just something that's just extra work. I mean, it is extra work as well. <laughs> yeah. 
but um, no, I, I really enjoy it. And it, it kind of gives me a break as well from my own writing. A pretty common argument to have is whether the book or the film of any particular story is better. Um, mm. And I made the mistake once of watching the talented Mr. Ripley and then reading it afterwards. And I couldn't oh, no. help every page. I was just picturing Matt Damon the whole time. And <laughs> I think it kind of took the edge off the story because I was like, oh, I remember this happening in the film where I think yeah. it doesn't really happen the other way around. Um, but mm. I, I just wanted to know is when you're writing, does it ever cross your mind that your story might be made into a film? And is that something you'd be interested in having done? Um, I never think that way. Um, I, because it feels like quite a different medium. Uh, I, I think of my stories quite visually and I'm quite visual in my description. But I, I think it would be strange to kind of set out to write a novel hoping or thinking of it being turned into a film. Mm. Um, I can think of like one example where I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, that the author did set out for it to be a movie uh, and that was Ready Player One. Um, and I don't know if you've seen it or read it, but that's a very, it's like a kind of uh, sci-fi story. Okay. So you yeah, can, you can I, kind I of imagine it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I think, I think that's a strange approach to writing uh, a novel because uh, novels are very internal they're about a person's thoughts usually um, and films have to find a way to externalize that and I think the the process of turning a book into a film is really fascinating um, and and the way a director and an actor has to kind of express those thoughts on the person's face and and based on the background and everything that's shown but I think they're very different mediums and mm. I don't I don't think that I would get involved if my book was ever uh optioned for film because uh I think I have it very set in my head of how the book is um and I would probably get in their way and how that they know how to do everything like correctly for film mm. Um, whereas I know how to write a novel. <laughs> yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're very different things, but um, I, would love, I would love to see my book as a film. Mm. I, think, I think all authors feel that way, yeah. I, I just think of Stephen King, because he's had sort of 40 or 50 films made based on his yeah. stories. And he, yeah, he's pretty dismissive about them all. He's never, he's never come out and said this is, a, as far as I'm aware, he's never come out and said, this one's amazing. Like, I've, the first one's like, is The Shining. Like he was pretty vocal about how he didn't think Kubrick got that, the atmosphere of that book down at all. And that's considered yeah. so highly as a film. It's a really weird thing that it obviously um, just isn't how he'd pictured it when he was writing it. Yeah. And I, I think uh, if you go in with the expectation that they're going to make you, it just how you imagined it, then you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, because, it, yeah, they're completely different. So I, I don't think Stephen King will ever be happy. <laughs> <laughs> In lockdown, a lot of people are suggesting that everyone's now suddenly got loads of time to write a book or record an album or work on projects that they wouldn't usually have the time to do. Are you finding it easy to concentrate on writing at the moment? Has, have you been able to be creative or are you kind of 
distracted from it by all the goings on? Initially, I was quite distracted and I struggled quite a bit to be creative. I think because there was so much kind of external noise and we didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, and I spoke to a lot of people and they, they all kind of felt the same. But now I'm finding it amazing and I'm doing so much work. Um, and I think it's because there aren't any distractions in the way there were before. Um, and also there's a kind of stillness to everything now. I feel like I personally have much more space to think and kind of ponder over things because um, the world just feels quiet and I'm, I'm not missing that much. Um, I mean, the, there is the news, but it's kind of always similar. Um, whereas before it was very, very varied because there's always so many things going on in the world. Um, so I, I find it kind of like a time to almost like nest and, and read more books and uh, be inspired in different ways and sort of listen to more music and find more art and um, yeah just spend time as well with my husband and and yeah just thinking about new ideas it's mm. it's been wonderful I've had so many ideas now it's time for you to give us your who's flying the plane hidden gem which mm. is something that you just that you think deserves a little bit more attention so this could be a book um, but it also could be a work of art or a, a business or something that you think that's something that is inspiring to you something that you think people should be more aware of there's a book called my name is monster by katie hale and i've been hearing that a lot of people at the moment have been reading kind of dystopian fiction um and this is one that i just want more people to read i think it's beautifully written it's about um the end of the world essentially it's about the apocalypse but it's um just one woman traveling through a landscape and it's a page turner but it's also just uh exquisite really beautiful okay so molly your book the island child is out now on canon gate publishers um mm -hmm. it's out on hardback at the moment and do you know when it's coming out in paperback um next year probably january so how can we follow what you do online do you use social media very much yes so i'm on twitter uh molly aitken one and also on instagram uh molly aitken and yeah i, I love instagram because i chat a lot about writing and creativity over there so that's really the place to follow me great stuff okay thanks a lot for talking to me molly thank you mm -hmm.